2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for walk well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. CTmobile.com. mobilecom
0: Take a snow day like Colin Arnold said. Even though it's not snowing, enjoy the kids, have a good time, and get ready for tonight because that is the real pipe breaker. Paul LaGrange joins us right now. Our good friend, Paul, host of the Home Improvement Show, owner of LaGrange Consulting. Uh, Just a, 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 Paul, if I might sing your praises for a second, just a good, honest man that likes to help people. And I mean that sincerely, and I'm honored to know you. How you doing, Paul?
2: Thank you so much, Tommy. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you as well.
0: And I hope Christmas was nice and so forth.
2: It was fantastic. Family is doing wonderful. It's uh, it's great to be alive. Even though know, it's a little chilly today, uh, it's it's a great time.
0: Paul and I used to do the uh, home improvement show a long time ago, and your young man was in here, and the three of us were doing push-ups, if I remember. One Saturday morning during the news, <laughs> how old is he now?
2: Well, a little competitive. Uh, he yeah. is a professional firefighter and EMT in East Baton Rouge. No kidding. He is going to be twenty-six this wow. year.
0: Yeah, really. Yes. Man, and I haven't aged a bit. I don't know how that no, happens. No, have I. Something with the vortex, <laughs> I guess, some kind of polar vortex. So let's talk seriously. And look, I want to open the phone lines up at 504-260-1870 if you want to call in to Paul or if you want to text your question, that same number to the Okanagan Jeweler Talk and text line, 504-260-1870. Because, Paul, really, tonight, I know on the North Shore you guys had pipe-busting weather, but tonight is the real concern, and it's a function of... Not just the temperature, but how long it stays below freezing,
2: right? It it really is. And if you have not taken the opportunity to protect your pipes for last night's freeze, you definitely want to take action today. Because if you don't, really the only last resort you have is draining your entire plumbing system and removing all the water so you don't burst any pipes from tonight's event. Uh, So you you have to take action today. Wait, say that part again? Today. If you haven't protected your pipes uh, for last night's freeze and you don't have opportunity to do it today, Mm -hmm. the only option you have left is turning off your water and draining all the water out of your pipes so they don't break from a result of tonight's freeze.
0: If you didn't protect them last night, is there a chance that they're frozen now? (laughs) No.
2: there's a possibility. In fact, it depends where you are. And I know we have a wide swing of temperatures. I know there's a big swing of temperatures from Slidell to Hammond on the North Shore. And I'm I'm somewhat on the Hammond side, so I'm colder here. We got down to twenty one degrees uh where I'm in in uh, western St. Tammany Parish. Mm-hmm. And then on the south shore you guys didn't get as cold. So it's possible that your pipes aren't frozen solid. Uh, there's probably some build up of, of water, I'm, of some ice rather. But as the water's running through it as you're using the pipes, it'll probably break all that up today, particularly after we get above freezing, you know, midday today. And you can take action, you can actually You know, protect those pipes. But in the event that you can't, Tommy, and that's what I was leading up to, is if you can't do anything, you haven't done anything so far, and you can't do anything today, you really do need to drain the water out of your pipes from your your entire house and leave all the hot and cold faucets wide open once you've drained all the water to, to continue to allow movement of, of air and water in those pipes as we get to some really extreme conditions tonight.
0: So I guess te- step one is you got to turn the water off to the house. Otherwise, it just keeps running.
2: Correct. So if you don't know where your valve is to turn off the water to your house, you need to find it. And, and typically, it's going to be on the side of the home where your water meter is located. Most water meter, not always, but most meters are in the front of your lot, uh, either the left side or the right side. Uh, sometimes there are some developments when it's in the rear, but most, the majority of the time, it's in the front of your lot. Find where that water meter is and then go to the nearest corner of your house. Like, for instance, if you're looking at your house from the street and the water meter is on the left-hand side, go to the front left corner of your home, and more than likely that's going to be where the water enters into your house. Uh, and uh, at that point, there should be a valve that you can turn the water off uh, that disconnects your house from the water meter, so to speak. And and then also some of those valves allow you to drain the house at that location. On the side of that that turn valve, there is a little – it, it almost reminds me of the cover you have on your valve stem on your car tires mm-hmm. or your bicycle tires. You unscrew that, and the water starts dripping out. But that's not the ne- that's that's not all you need to do. When you, the next step is you need to go and open up all the hot and cold faucets inside your house, open them up, and leave them open, and let all that water drain out. So what happens? And you may, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. No, I was about to talk about water heaters uh, because – it's a, me, heater, it's, a, it's a hot water heater, Paul. It's a hot water heater. Yeah. Boy, I wish it was a hot water heater so we'd have to pay to, to heat the water and get free hot water. There you go. But <laughs> back back to our Saturday morning co-hosting well, but, days. But
0: it's terrible. I always say it because I recently got a tankless water heater. And I got to tell you, it, it's that's the greatest invention ever. But my water bill doubled because I love hanging around in the hot showers. <laughs> it did, really. True story. Yes. But go ahead. I, I don't mean to interrupt.
2: So you, your water... Inside your tank, if let's say you have a tanked water heater Mm -hmm. and uh, you're worried about, you know, the water inside the tank, you don't necessarily have to drain the water in that tank uh, if it's in your, um, inside your house. And there are a lot of water heaters inside homes, like in the laundry room or in the corner of the kitchen. Attic, right? Yeah, it's in in the attic too. If if it's in the attic, um, I don't think you have to worry about it in the attic as well, as long as your heater of your house is running. Mm-hmm. If if for some reason your heater is broken, uh, at at that point you probably want to take some extra additional steps because this is the time of the year when I'm happy to see that we have uh, a lot of heat leaving our house at the ceiling and going into our attic spaces because it keeps our attic warmer and prevents water pipes or reduces the risk rather of water pipes and water heaters from bursting. This is a good time when we have a, a, a you know a poorly insulated and air sealed attic space uh, if we're through via the ceiling communication through the ceiling. Um, the rest of the time of year, it's not a good thing for. But these few nights, it is a good thing. Um, if you are, I mean, there's so many circumstances, uh, and I, I would love to answer all of them. If you want to throw out some scenarios, or yeah, some well, text. and
0: I'll get to some of the questions. Uh, first of all, the water that is left in the heater. Do you have to worry about that if let's say, let's take it to the extreme it's one of these old shotgun houses where the hot water damn it the heat, the water heater <laughs> is it's a hard habit to break the water heater is in one of these little sheds you know sometimes they have that in the old shotgun houses. Yes, what about that I situation?
2: Do. So that's under some really extreme conditions. So um, I think at that point what I would do is, uh, if it's an electric water heater, I would turn the breaker off for that water heater. If it's gas, I would take at the gas valve where you change the temperature of of your water, your desired water temperature. There's also another round dial there that has normally three or four different positions, an off position, a pilot, and an on. Uh, I would... Change it. I would change it from on, presuming it's it's it was on, and I would move it to pilot. I would not leave it. I wouldn't turn it off. I would put it on pilot. And the reason for that is because you want the pilot to remain lit. There are times when if you turn it off, there are times to. <clears throat> it's very difficult to relight that pilot after the fact. So don't turn it off. Put it in the pilot position. Your next step at that point would be to. Um, every water heater has a, a pressure valve, or you, you and I used to call it pop off valves. Mm-hmm. I would open up that pop off valve. There's, there's a lever that is in, you, know, you just move it 90 degrees in, in either direction. So whatever direction is in, move it 90 degrees in the opposite direction, and that will relieve the pressure inside that water heater. So in the event that the water inside that tank starts to expand as a result of freezing, that pop off valve, that pressure relief valve will allow some room for the water to move out, and, and you'll be okay then. It has a place. Uh, the likelihood to go. Of, has some place to go. Yeah. Exactly right. I yeah. uh, you don't need you know what the word you don't have to drain the water out of your tank. That's the message I'm trying to communicate, but I'm I'm doing a very poor job
0: outside. No, no, no. I'm d i am I keep interrupting you. I don't mean to. I'm just trying to get all the information I can out there, as are you. Dean Algiers, good morning, you're on WWR you're talking to Paul Lagrange.
1: Yeah, uh good morning, Tommy. Uh, hey, I had a and question Paul. if you Yeah, can you hear me now?
0: Yes, sir, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I just had a question. If you're not able to wrap the pipe, say like Home Depot is out of uh, that pipe wrapping material, I've got a, a bunch of cans of uh, foam gap sealant, and you spray it out the can. Would that work if I sprayed that around any exposed pipe?
2: If, if you're able to have complete coverage meaning the entire circumference of the pipe and the entire length of the pipe that's exposed that product does work and uh, I would put it on at least one inch to one and a half inches thick so that may take multiple applications depending how effective or how much that foam expands on the first pass you may have to make a second pass after it the first pass dries because you want at least an inch and a half inch to inch and a half thick. Hey, is your house okay
0: raised? It is it raised or in a slab, the pipes?
1: It, it, it's on the foundation. It's actually my son's house, and he's out of town in uh-huh. the military. And, and I've seen where the cutoff valve is exposed and that uh, outdoor faucet. So I'm kind of getting things ready. So I say, well, I've got a bunch of that, um, that foam gap sealant. Uh, cans, i say, well, I could just spray that on, maybe. That may work, you
0: know? He'd do better with the faucets, though, to wrap maybe some rags and duct tape, Paul, or not?
2: I I would think so. Definitely some some Motol, some rags, some duct tape. You want to completely cover that faucet uh, the other thing you may want to consider, too, thinking out of the box, if you can't v- find the traditional split pipe insulation at the big box stores, like you said, swimming pool noodles. You, you know those real long tubes that the kids kind of hang on and float on? Those those pool noodles oh, yeah. are another good way. Of, in fact, I, I use pool noodles to insulate my dad's – my mom and dad live across the street. Mm-hmm. And their irrigation system, their sprinkler system, their pipes were oversized. And I couldn't find – the split pipe installation knows the right size, so I went and got some pool noodles and I split it. I put a slit in it from one end to the other, and I kind of wrapped it around it and taped it, and, and that is very effective.
1: All right, D? Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, I'll try that. All right. Thank, thank you man. very much. You bet.
0: Good luck. 504 260 Paul, when it comes to, I had this thought yesterday, you know, if supplies are scarce for the, the uh, pipe that comes in and feeds your house, is there any way you could pack that with, say, a couple of sacks of playground sand? Would that be adequate insulation or not?
2: You know, I've never done it, um, but it, anything that is touching the, the ground and getting some benefit from the heat from, from the, from the earth mm-hmm. will, s- would p- be protected. So if it's communicating, if the base of it's big enough where you're getting some heat from the earth and it's going upward vertically into that sand dune, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, it, and, it, and the pipe is fully protected it, it's better than nothing uh, i mean i've seen newspaper i mean right. if you can't find towels or eggs you can use newspaper multiple layers of newspaper and it works
0: i'm just thinking about you know outside the box uh, what about uh, tankless water heaters is that different than and mine is outside but they did a great job installing it and and insulating all the pipes and so forth and also i'll throw in because people are texting in about gas pipes there's no need to wrap a gas pipe is there
2: There's no need to, in any natural or propane gas pipe, you do not need to wrap, uh, you know, uh, the meter is fine. Um, You have to worry about any gas pipes. However, back to your your statement on the tankless water heater, and Mm -hmm. you said a very key point that I want to highlight is that when your folks installed your tankless water heater, they insulated the pipes. I can tell you the vast majority of tankless water heaters, when they're installed, those pipes are not insulated, and they are exposed exterior. Okay as well as interior. So mm-hmm. um you, you you know that um if 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 it's exposed then uh it it's it's a really good chance it's going to break. Now, one thing I, I I my my son has a gas tankless water heater and I was walking him through the steps last night as he got home from work. I said, "Hey, go to that controller for your tankless water heater and turn it to the off position and I want you to actually run hot water." Through, you know, open up a hot side of your faucet, the, the one furthest away from where your water meter enters into your house, your water connection. And uh, I, I said, I really want the water to run through that tankless water heater so that you have a continuous, it's not a very fast, it's, it's really, it's not a fast stream of water, it's just a steady trickle. And I want some constant moving water through that tankless water heater that's mounted on the outside of his house just to make sure, absolutely certain. That uh, it, it's not gonna it's not gonna break on you.
0: The only thing that is not insulated is the copper pop off, whatever you call it. But that doesn't have to be right.
2: That's correct. Gotcha. That doesn't have to
0: be. Um, somebody texted in about um, some clarification as to pipes in a slab freezing, pipes on a raised house freezing, pipes in the attic freezing. Can you take us through all three scenarios there, please?
2: Absolutely. So let's start with the slab first because uh, that that's the easiest one. When you are building a, a concrete slab foundation, the copper pipes that go from one part of your house, like, for instance, from the kitchen to the bath and from the bathroom to the laundry room and, and from the laundry room to the other bath, those pipes are running beneath the concrete slab. So they are surrounded by, by the earth. So the footprint of your concrete um, foundation is protecting your pipes, your copper pipes, in that foundation now what you have to be concerned about is any pipes that come out of the slab and go up virg- vertically to get to those sinks or to the washing machine so if you have a bathroom vanity or a kitchen uh, cabinet when the sink is on the exterior wall i would suggest that you open the doors to those cabinets mm-hmm. and if your cabinets are filled with contents you may want to remove some of those contents and allow the inside of that sink base, which is the cabinet directly beneath your sink, to get some warm air from the operation of your heater, and that will help a lot as well. Um, the other part you have to be concerned about is the, for a slab house, is the outside hose faucets, or the hose bibs, or you and I used to call them the hose pipes. The hose pipes. Right? Um, yeah, because that's what we call them around <laughs> right here, the hose pipes. Is Those also need to be protected, and uh, it, it's important that you... You you have a horizontal pipe that penetrates the wall, and then you actually have the faucet, the hose bib that is attached to that. And water is obviously in that pipe, and it's probably about all the way, three-quarters of the way, filling that faucet up with water as well. So you want to protect all of that. Uh, Best idea is actually what you talked about earlier is, hey, take some towels or some old rags and wrap the entire faucet, the entire pipe, and put duct tape around it. That's, that's a really good thing to do in, in in short order, and it's very effective.
0: They sell some new socks now as well that are pretty simple, and they tie on and so forth. So that's what I got, and we'll see how that does. Do I need to keep – Paul, let me take a break, and, and then we'll come back, all right? And, and I'll give you one to work on. Do I need a drip from a faucet if I'm doing stuff? During the day, like flushing the toilet and using the sinks to wash my hands or rinse dishes, that kind of stuff. And also at night, because people might think they're going to get up and use the bathroom and they're not as active as they think they are, we'll talk about that. Y'all have any questions? 504-260-1870. And also, Paul, I want to address, if we can, if we have time, what happens if people wake up tomorrow morning and for whatever reason, the pipes are uh, frozen? How do you mitigate the damage and and, and try to um, get back to normal. Paul LaGrange, our guest, good friend, good guy, owner of LaGrange Consulting, host of the Home Improvement Show here. He loves to help people who continue doing it when we return here on WWL. 9.53, 7 till 10, quickly back to Paul LaGrange, owner of Concern uh, uh... LaGrange Consulting and uh, host of the Home Improvement Show. So, Paul, going back to people that think they're going to get up and brush your teeth, have a drink of water, flush the toilet, or even during the daytime with freezing temperatures, um, do they still need to run that stream of water, that little pencil-lead thin
2: So let me tell you my thoughts on that is that if the temperature is above freezing, obviously the answer would be no. You don't have to worry about that. But I can tell you that I have my water running right now. It's a small trickle, and we're we're still using – House water from you know cooking and washing clothes and and bathing, I would rather have an extra thirty dollar higher water bill than normal and run that extra trickle of water for these next two days than spend a thousand dollars fixing a pipe with a plumber
0: and I would think you have just everything insulated as well as insulated
2: can be. Oh, to the T. But uh, again, I'll rather waste th- And you know me, I'm, I'm, I'm a miser. Right. Uh, I, if if there's a way to save some energy or save something, I'm going to do it. But I'll spend an extra $30 because I think there's a wise thing to do on having a higher water bill just to run my water a little bit. I I, I can't take that chance. And if- the amount of time it would take me to get it fixed and the money is not worth it.
0: Yeah. And if the worst happens, is there anything somebody can do if they wake up tomorrow morning and got no water and... You know, first thing you think is there's some kind of problem with the surge and water board or with your water supply company. Then you realize, no, it's frozen. What the best thing to do at that point?
2: So the very first thing they need to do is they need to turn off their water main valve before the water comes to the house. They need to start taking some photographs of the damage. They need to remove if If the water is there, they need to start mopping it up and put a fan on it and dry it as quickly as you can. If you have a dehumidifier, run a dehumidifier. Notify your insurance company and call a plumber. And get in line,
0: Paul. Do you have a yeah? Get in line. is right. Do you have a, uh, a blog on this up or not?
2: Uh, actually, I don't. But we will be on Saturday's show answering all types of these questions from eleven to one.
0: You've been very helpful, Paul. Thank you. We reserve the right to recall you as a witness.
2: T-Mobile has invested
1: billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours